Welcome to the Chasing Presence podcast, co-hosted by Santi and Mike. This is a space where we share our insights for how to live a more spiritually aligned life. Join us on our journey to expand consciousness, live with purpose, and awaken to our true nature. Welcome everyone to the Chasing Presence podcast. We're going to start stuff off different today. I'm going to be starting things off. And we are doing a conscious conversations episode where me and Santi riff and just talk about things that have been going on in our life and certain ideas that have been piquing our interest. For me lately, it has been the internalization of concepts and this whole idea when something clicks in your mind or explaining what that even means. So this this has been happening to me a lot lately, not just with like my mindset and the way that I understand the world and myself, but also with my my passions and the purpose that I'm pursuing right now, which is becoming a music producer. And recently I've been been I I have been becoming more confident with my ability to make music. And it's funny because it actually was it this realization came after I had a period of great disappointment and great um, lack of confidence. So I've noticed that this generally is what happens. It's I, I know that there's this idea that you know right before there's a breakthrough, the universe hands you um, some discomfort and some adversity to see if like if you're really ready to push through. And I was feeling really down about, you know, my ability. I was just like, why, why am I not improving faster? Stuff like that. But then I knew that this is just part of the process that regardless of what profession you are in, it's going to take a while to gain the skill set necessary to really be a part of the competition in the industry at all. And, and you have to be understanding that your body maybe not be fully on board. You not not you might not be subconsciously understanding that this is a part of the process. But it happened a few weeks ago that I became aware. Well, I mean, I've always been aware of it, but I guess I hadn't internalized the fact that I'm going to get discouraged on this path. And anyone on any path is going to get discouraged. It's just a part of the thing. And I was telling myself that it is okay to be discouraged. And I was almost letting it consume me in that moment. And like throughout that entire week where I was feeling really discouraged and comparing myself to people and it was happening without my control, which means there was things happening subconsciously. There was perhaps some limiting beliefs that still were remnant in, in my brain. And, but the, the difference this time, because I've gone through many phases of being discouraged with my work, the difference was that I understood, like some, something clicked within me. And it wasn't like this like light bulb moment. It was while I was feeling down, the realization, it was just kind of like, wait, I've been through this before. And I was fine on the other side. And it's like, we've talked about this before, how like the more adversity you go through, the more you realize that you can go through any type of adversity, which is inevitable in life. But this time it just clicked. 
And like, even though I was going through negative emotions and all this stuff, I was just like, all right, I, I know I can get through it. I, I'm just going to like feel this and I know I'll be fine. It was like an inner knowing that I was going to be okay. And even though I was feeling the negative emotions, I was like content with it. It was, it was a very weird feeling. Um, it, it, it was like, I was confident in my negative emotions. If that makes any sense. It, it was, it was awesome and very weird at the same time. But I think this is kind of like proof that the longer you do something and the better that your mindset is not only the more you will improve, but the easier it will be to just get through any type of adversity in that path. I don't know. What do you think about that, Santi? Right. So the more adversity that you experience in life and the more uh, challenges and obstacles you face and are able to overcome, even if you externally fail, you're still overcoming it by moving through it in your life and not letting it defeat you, continuing to get up every day and do the work that you need to do despite, uh, potential failures, despite negative emotions that you experience, judgment, the ego getting in the way. Every time you go through that, it makes you a little bit more resilient each time. And now you have what are called references. You have references from your past that you can turn to and say, okay, I may be going through this challenge right now, but I've gone through other similar challenges in the past. And you even talked about this on a podcast about a month ago or so, where you basically said like, you know, when you're, when a baby is born into the world, it's like, you know, every little thing that happens, it's like the world is ending because it's the worst thing they ever experienced, whether it's like they're hungry or they pooped themselves or whatever it is. It's like the worst thing they've ever experienced because they don't have any previous references. So that's why they're bawling out of control. But as you go through life, through your childhood, through your adolescence, through your adulthood, hopefully you are developing a little bit more resilience and tolerance to certain uncomfortable experiences and emotions. And then, you know, when you go through similar experiences in the future, you know, Hey, I, I dealt with this before I was able to survive. I moved through it. And not only that, I probably became stronger because of it. Now that's not to discount trauma. Obviously there are events from our past that can be traumatic and then that trauma can stay with us and continue to trigger us moving forward. But for the most part, most things in life aren't really uh, a significant or severe trauma. And these are just things that end up actually benefiting us in the long run. And then even on the note of trauma, you could still frame it in a positive way because it gives you the ability to empathize with other people. It gives you the ability to do meaningful inner work and have a release of that trauma, which is a very therapeutic and beautiful experience. And then maybe you'll be able to pass that on to your friends or family or people who follow you and help them to do the same. And so everything can can if you everything can be reframed in a more positive way it, it's up to you to decide how you want to frame things in life do you want to be a victim of circumstance and a victim of the things that have happened to you that victim mindset while it can feel very justifying and comforting in the moment and even like i've said before even if it's objectively accurate that mindset in and of itself keeps you stuck in a low vibration loop keeps you stuck in a, in a loop of being a victim. And then you continue to attract more of that negativity and um, more losses, more negative experiences, more difficulties, more challenges. You begin to attract more of that because that's just how you view the world. You view yourself and your identity in that light versus trying to view things in a more positive viewpoint, trying to see things through a different lens 
where you realize, hey, these things are making me stronger. These things are allowing me to cultivate more wisdom, more knowledge, more experience. And through that, I'm able to grow, right? So it's all about how you view things, all about how you frame them. And like you mentioned, we can, on a surface level, know these things intellectually, but it really isn't until we internalize them that we notice the, that the needle moves the most. Because if you're just intellectually and analytically thinking about um, things in a, in a positive way, but you don't actually believe it internally, and you still have subconscious limiting beliefs that are running you, that is ultimately going to drag you down as well. And so it's a combination of, you know, yes, reading books, listening to podcasts like this, talking to people who are inspirational, all of that stuff definitely helps. And it will also help to program your subconscious as well slowly, but you also need to do a considerable amount of inner work, like deeper inner work that helps to remove those blockages, those energetic blockages that are holding you back and causing you to still believe things that aren't actually accurate and that aren't empowering and beneficial to your success and to your health and well-being. And so you could think of the mind as, you know, 10% of it. And of course, this is just a model. It's not 100% accurate, so don't take it too literally. But you can think of it as like an iceberg. And on the tip of that iceberg that comes out of the water, that's your conscious mind. That's about 10% of, you know, what makes up your mind. And then the other 90% is your subconscious and unconscious mind, the majority of which is subconscious, even though it isn't in your active day-to-day awareness, it still is active within yourself and it's still running you in ways that you're not able to immediately understand and perceive unless you cultivate a high level of of self-awareness. So these are the things that you need to be aware of and internalizing things can take time. You shouldn't try to chase it. If you chase it, you're simply going to ironically probably take it longer to actually come to fruition. But if you do things like meditate and journal and do breath work and maybe go to therapy and go go get a a coach. Um, There's so many different things you can do. Obviously, we can't list them all right now, but if you really are on this path of spiritual development, you'll begin to internalize different things over a period of time. And it's important to try not to compare yourself to others because, you know, someone, someone else that you know may have an internalization naturally just because of the way they were conditioned from their childhood and you might think oh how is this person able to just be this certain way and and view things in a certain way and really embody it and i've been doing this work for five years ten years i still am not there well that person has a different path you're on your own path and there are probably things that you've internalized that they haven't and everyone has their blind spots and everyone has their weaknesses and so you're on the path that you're supposed to be on going through your own unique specific experiences and you're gonna it's gonna happen in your own time So don't compare yourself to someone else because oftentimes when we say, oh, this person has this result in life and I would love to have that, what people don't think is, well, if you want to have that part of their life, you have to also accept everything from that person's life. And you don't know everything that's going on in that person's life. You might think you want their life because of this one thing your RAS is focusing on, but you don't know all the other areas of their life where you maybe don't want that. So you should really just embody and accept and appreciate the life that you have, your own unique strengths and weaknesses, and go through the process. And as you go through this process of life, you you are adding to the collective consciousness and, and everyone else is having their experience. There's, that's their contribution to the collective. We as individuals are having our contribution to the collective through all of our unique experiences, challenges, wins, losses, et cetera. Yeah, and we and we talk about all these things, you know, like we have it all figured out, but we don't. 
you know, we, we, we are still going through this and trying to figure this out all for ourselves, just like everybody else. It's just something that we have become aware of due to certain experiences that we've had and adversities that we've gone through the mindset necessary to actually get through those things. Um, but like, we still, you know, aren't like incredibly, we're, we're not the Buddha. We're, we're still not like the strongest willed people out there. I mean, you're, you're very disciplined. I, I consider myself pretty disciplined. We still like make mistakes and do that. But I guess the, the point is we're aware of the mindset that we need to have and that we need to cultivate and internalize in order to, you know, get to where, get to where we perceive is, is a good place to experience peace and understanding of, the way that you need to manage your emotions and, you know, where you need to put your life going forward. And what I also want to talk about is that, you know, internalization does take a long time. And like, here's the thing. I, I believe in working smarter, not harder. So at, so there is something to say about like the longer you do something, the better you're going to get at it. But it's like, you should be thinking about what specifically you should be doing so that you can internalize something that is going to make your life easier and better and make other other people's lives easier and better. So it's like, if you know what skills are necessary in order for you to become, let's say the best version of yourself, obviously, there's the idea that you're already already amazing the way that you are, right? But here's the thing. It's like, you don't have certain, like, if if people are listening to this podcast because they're like looking for answers or they they're trying to like become better versions of themselves it's because that their mindset or the way that they present themselves in the world or the skills that they have in terms of like like verbalizing their needs or just anything like that it needs work which means that you need to take action and you need to do it over and over and over again so it's I would say it's prudent to figure out which skills specifically you think are going to be the best in aiding you to getting to the type of mindsets and into the type of emotional state that you want to get and specifically work on those and taking action and internalizing that. Because like the the whole point of this is to get good at something, internalize it so that you don't have to work on it and think about it anymore and then move on to something else so that you can continue expanding and growing. And if you know exactly what you need to do, like like let's say it's, you know, save a certain amount of money or, you know, financially uh, become financially independent by a certain age, you know, ex- you need to figure out exactly the steps you need to take in order to get there, the skills that you need to acquire in order to get there and work on it one by one so that those things become internalized so that you can then devote all of your energy onto a different skill that you can then acquire, expand, and then move. I mean, all, all these, all these people that have, that are very successful, most people that are very successful had had to have had to go through this process. You know, it's like anyone, anyone who's, who's rich, who hasn't been like, you know, basically a trust fund baby has had to like, grow a bunch of their skills, accumulate wealth very slowly until they, you know, finally it kind of exponentially becomes this thing where they they start growing and then now they get to settle down into the life that they want. So it's like, you need, we need to do research and figure out exactly what we need to do specific to us. Obviously there's going to be certain things that are, objective to the entire population like i would say for most people 
that aren't handicapped that you should probably be exercising very frequently because that's going to help your endorphins. It's going to increase your, your dopamine and serotonin. Like that's going to give you a better, get into a better mood. That's going to allow you to be more efficient, right? That's probably ubiquitous that everyone should be doing if you want to become successful. There's also meditation so that you can become more self-aware of like what's going on in your mind and to be able to manage your emotions better. There's journaling so that you can understand yourself better. Like all of these things that we talk about are just like the 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 important habits that every person probably should be doing in order to make their life better but like there's still other skills that you need to figure out that you specifically need in order to get to where you want to go in your purpose for me it's like i there's many different things about being a music producer that i have to get good at in order to excel in the industry and it's going to take a long time so like that's that's what i was saying about um, just like repeating actions, taking action and repeating that enough to the point where you're confident that you can just do that without even thinking about it. So I think that's a very important thing to, to, to take account of is that working smarter, figuring out what skills you need to learn and just doing that instead of just working harder, instead of just like doing all the things and just like grinding, which is, you know, for everyone, it's not, sustainable like you need to figure out what is going to make you your flow to success the most sustainable and in a way that still allows you to enjoy life while still maintaining discipline yeah so it's a combination of the inner work with the external action that is specific to what it is you're trying to achieve and so this actually reminds me of um, my three main takeaways from my mentoring coaching program that i just finished which I will go over in a moment, but just to elaborate further on what Mike said, it's there are some universal things that kind of everyone should be doing, or if you don't want to use the word should, could could benefit from if they decided to engage in. And a lot of the tools that are used for inner work are pretty universal in terms of moving the needle and being efficacious and helping people to reprogram subconscious limiting beliefs, heal their trauma, heal their wounds from their past, and ultimately become more present and conscious in their lives. Different things will will vary from person to person in terms of what's more effective. It's not completely one for one for everyone, but there are a lot of tried and true uh, methods that people have used that have, that have been um, very, very effective for helping people to heal. But when it comes to the actual actions you're taking to, let's say, align with your purpose, your external purpose, whether that's like Mike being a music producer, or if you want to have a successful podcast, or if you want to have a successful career in anything that you do, or you're pursuing a certain vocation, you want to be of service in a certain way, those external actions are going to be more unique and more specific to what it is you're doing. And then you're going to want to tailor some of that inner work to maybe align with those external things as well in, in terms of what your schedule looks like, what your bandwidth looks like, what works for you and your lifestyle. And so it's important to get clarity on a couple of things. One, it's important to try to get clarity on your purpose. And like we've mentioned many times, your purpose can and probably will change throughout your life. You can have more than one purpose, but what is your main purpose right now? If you aren't sure what your purpose is, then you need to explore, experiment, try a bunch of new things, put yourself out there in a bunch of new things, and then see what sticks. Some things you're gonna be like, eh, I liked it for like a couple of weeks, but I kind of fell off. 
something else, you're going to be like, oh, I really enjoy doing that. And then you kind of stick with it. And the more you engage in creative outlets and you put yourself out there and you, you go outside of your comfort zone, which is why we always talk about the importance of facing your fears and doing comfort zone challenges. The big benefit of that is that you're putting yourself into areas where, where you're in the unknown. And it is in those areas where you grow and you're also able to explore new avenues for what lights a spark in your soul. Then after you do enough experimenting, you'll get probably a little bit more clarity in terms of what it is you gravitate towards and your purpose will start to naturally unfold. So your purpose right now, if you don't know what it is, is to discover your purpose. And you do that through the creative process, through exploring, through experimenting. And then in addition to getting clarity on your purpose, you want to get clarity on, I would say, your core values. And you should probably write out, I don't know, five to 10 core values listed from most important to least important of what it is you really value in your life and what it is you wanna make a priority. So maybe at the top of the list, it's health. Maybe after that, it's spirituality and faith, and then you go down so forth and so on. And everyone's core values are gonna be different. There's no right or wrong answer here, but it's a, it's a process of self-inquiry that can let you know what it is, what areas of your life you really wanna prioritize in your life right now. And 10 years from now, your core values may change. They may be in a different order. There may be things that were a core value that no longer are and things that weren't that now are. So again, these things shift over time. It isn't something that is um, completely stagnant. As you evolve as a, as a person, your purpose and your values will evolve as well. But get clarity and do these, these self-reflective exercises to gain more self-awareness so that way you know what it is you need to do. That way you can take the external action that aligns with what it is you want to do. So I want to go over the three primary takeaways that I had from my program. Some of these things I already kind of knew, um, but I've internalized them more so throughout the process of this program that I was in. And so the three takeaways, the first one is related to what we were just talking about, which is inner work is the primary mover, but both internal and external action is needed to get results in life. So, so much of what holds us back from accomplishing our goals, from connecting with people, from being of service to people from expressing ourselves authentically is a lot of that inner baggage and trauma that we have experienced in the past that has caused us to create splits within ourselves that makes us feel stifled, that makes us feel insecure, anxious, depressed, etc. By doing the inner work, you're basically removing all of these blockages so that way you can just go out into the world fully as your authentic self and do the things that you want to do without letting all of that, without basically letting yourself be your, your biggest opponent. Now it's just, you're getting out of your own way and now you can take the action without being stifled. In addition to that inner work though, if all you do is sit in a room and meditate all day, you're not gonna get the external results that you would like to, unless your path in life is to just meditate. But most people, that's not the path. You actually have to go out in the world, you have to interact with people, you have to actually take external action. And it's that combination of internal work with external action that is gonna help you to achieve your purpose in life. The second main takeaway is to build your own in, inner authority so that you can take action that is authentic and aligned with your values and purpose. Also very much related to what I said, but the focus here is on building your inner authority. A lot of people are constantly looking for that next book, that next podcast, that next guru to tell them how to live their life and what to do. Give me the five quick steps to get a six pack abs. Give me the, the quick steps to make a million dollars. How can I do it fast? How can I do it easy? Tell me what to think. Tell me how to dress. Tell me what to eat. I'm not saying you shouldn't try to get feedback 
and to learn things from external sources, that is very important. You obviously don't want to be in, in a bubble, but at the end of the day, no one knows you as well as you know yourself. Hopefully, anyway, if you're doing this process of spiritual inquiry, that should be the case. You ultimately have to listen to that voice within to go inside of yourself, to listen to your intuition, you know, factor in everything that's going on in your life to make those big decisions. No one outside of, of yourself can tell you the proper way to live. You need to, yes, take in some of that information, you know, acknowledge it, process it. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you've got to turn within, look inside of yourself and make decisions from that place. And that's how you live authentically. And that's how you can, again, live a life that is in, in integrity with your values and with what you want to accomplish. And then the last one is when triggered, in other words, when experiencing uncomfortable emotions or when having what would Eckhart Tolle would call a pain body attack, when experiencing depression, fear, anxiety, anger, it's important to focus on the sensations. Don't focus on the thoughts. Don't don't get caught up in the story. Don't try to think your way out of it. Focus on the sensations. What are the feelings in your body? A sensation might be, I feel tightness in my chest. A sensation might be, my stomach is feeling uncomfortable or my heartbeat is increasing. Focus on them. Feel, feel what they're like, the quality of them in your body. Be with them. Don't try to remove them. Don't try to, our initial reaction is like, oh, how can I make this go away? How can I suppress it? How can I, how can I get out of this as quickly as possible? Don't do that. Just be with the emotion, breathe through it, notice it, allow it to, to run its course without identifying with it and creating a story based on that. And then that allows you, that gives you the space to let it go and, and to release it and to not let it, to let it so that it no longer runs you. So those are the three main takeaways that I had. Um, what are your, what are your thoughts? All right. So Inner work is the primary mover, but you also need to take external action, build your own inner authority so you can take action that is authentic to you. And when trigger, focus on the sensations, be with them and don't remove them and breathe. Um, yeah, I agree with all those. They make a lot of sense. Obviously, action is absolutely required to manifest anything. You can't just think about it and expect it to come to you. Um, and obviously your inner dialogue is incredibly important, right? If you talk to yourself, like you talk, like you're bullying, like, like someone bullied you when you were like younger, then you're not going to take any action. You're not going to get anything done. You have to talk to yourself like your best friend, like straight up. Um, and when you're, when you're triggered, you have to focus on the sensations, be with them, don't remove them, breathe. Um, so the thing about negative emotions that I've learned is, First of all, um, mindset is the most important thing ever. Like even if you're going through a, a rough time, if you have a strong mindset that you've cultivated, you're going to get through it and you're going to be confident that you can get through it. But the second you don't, if you don't have a strong mindset, you're not identifying with that, then you might allow the emotions to take hold of you and they might start running you and that's not what you want, obviously, or you might not want to even experience them at all and that you, and you might try to distract yourself from them. You might try to get rid of them using external means. Um, and it's, it's just very important that like you should be reframing the negative things that happen in your life because ultimately any adversity is going to be positive. However, you shouldn't expect yourself to always be feeling positive. That is, that is impossible. You're going to feel negative sometimes and that's just okay. Peace, peace comes along when you realize that negative emotions are okay and you, you trust yourself enough to get through the experience, that's when peace happens. Peace is 
peace does not mean you stop experiencing negative emotions. It just means that when they come that you, you trust yourself to get through it, like without even doubting yourself at all. So I, I think it also comes from understanding that emotions are very important. Like if something is happening in your external environment and it's making you feel uncomfortable, right? Maybe it's due to a limiting belief. Maybe it's due to the fact that someone around you is giving off really negative energy and like your body's trying to signal to you to either like get away from this person or to like stand your ground. Like, you know, negative emotions are just this thing that you have to like breathe through and like, like let go, you know, like they're also this thing that is like a signal to you to do something to like take action or, you know, and in that case, it's like, what, like when you when you have a, a, a acute stress response from a tiger about to attack you, it's like those negative emotions are there to make you take action. Like they're not just there so you can just like breathe and like get through. It's like no, there there's certain things that happen in your external environment that when they do happen, you have to be aware of your emotions and understand why you're having them in the first place, right? If a quick a quick note on that too is a good question to ask is is my fear disproportionate to reality? Or another way of saying it is, is my fear appropriate to reality? And asking yourself that question in the moment. And then if the answer is yes, it is appropriate to reality, then take action on it. If not, then that's an uh, that's a sign that you need to do more inner work to release whatever trauma is still running you. Exactly. And like that's where journaling comes into play and and meditating a lot. Like this, this is not something that if you meditate for three months, you're going to figure out. This is going to come from many, many years of meditating and journaling and doing inner work. You know, if you if you had a childhood that wasn't the most ideal, you know, if, if you didn't live in a childhood where you're living off in the in nature and you have a house and you, and you have a greenhouse with filtered water and a sauna and and a, an ice bath. I know we talked about this is what we want in in our lives. Uh, then you're probably going to have some trauma that needs to be uh, you know worked through, and that takes many years. And that's the unfortunate reality of the society that we're in. But I also argue going through that inner work and going through all that adversity is potentially better than not going through all those things because it builds character. But the point being is like, if this is going to be a very long process, and that is okay. And it's almost like more rewarding, you know, anything that is worth having is going to be difficult. Like if, 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 if all your dreams were just handed to you and you didn't have to work for them, you're not going to appreciate it as much. That That's also what I tell myself. It's almost like the more that I have to struggle for what I want, the more I'm going to be grateful for it when I achieve it. So that that's also another positive mindset to have that even when you're experiencing the negative emotions of struggling for your path, that you're like, okay, this, but this is fine. This is part of the journey. And I'm just going to be more grateful when I finally have that, get to experience that contrast of not having it and then finally having it. So the the point being is like what you said, it's very important to understand what are causing your triggers and like asking, like I've done TikToks and, and we've talked about this, just like asking yourself why and going down the rabbit hole and really, so, so, but before I say that, though, I think it is important to think things through like, so there's this idea that you should just meditate and feel your emotions and like be comfortable in solitude and be with yourself. But you know, we've been given this gift of thinking, 
Like thinking is like thoughts are not all bad. Without thoughts, we couldn't manifest things into reality. Like thoughts are the like part of being human. So it's like you do need to think things through. And th- this kind of like boils down to what I was talking about earlier about working smarter, not harder. Like you could just like not think at all and just do things and then you could get things done. Or you could think things through and understand what you specifically need to work hard at that's going to achieve your goals even faster and then just and do that. So I think thinking about things in a healthy way, having a strong inner authority where you you have thoughts and you're thinking them not because they are there's these limiting beliefs that are forcing these thoughts into your brain but you're actually thinking about like what what solutions can I bring into my life right now that's going to make it better and get me to where I want to be potentially faster. I mean, it's not like you're trying to get where you want to get faster because your life isn't amazing right now. It's about optimizing your life always. Like why why wouldn't you want to always be living a better life every day? Why wouldn't you want to just optimize your life? I mean, obviously you are where you are right now and it can't be any different. And that's part of the acceptance. But that isn't to say that your life can't be optimized any further because, you know, especially us, we're only 27 years old. You know, we still have a long ways to go in terms of like finding, like finding ourselves and figuring out exactly what we want to do and optimizing our lives. And that's just like a a part of the process. So there's nothing wrong with just uh, with making your life better. You know, as long as you have the mindset that everything's fine right now and, and you're just trying to continue to put skills into your subconscious mind so that you can become a more intelligent and self-aware and more, an emotionally intelligent person. Right. And I think you're going to go a little, a little bit into like the inquiry process. And a good exercise to do is uh, following what's called the trail of why. So if you're feeling a certain emotion, you might say, well, I'm scared of public speaking. Well, why am I scared of public speaking? Well, I'm scared that people will judge me. Well, why are you scared that people will judge you? Well, if people judge me, then I might end up being ostracized. And why are you scared of being ostracized? Because I'm scared of being alone. And okay, so that's really what it comes down to. So you have this core fear of being alone. And so that's really, you know, the what you need to kind of come to terms with and journal on and figure out where that's coming from and how you can heal that part of yourself. That's just one example of what you can do. And what Mike is really talking about here is the difference of, because a lot of people, they'll say, well, if I was already super happy with where my life is right now, why would I take any action? And the thing is, it's not the thing, it's it's the place it's coming from. So is, is your action coming from a place of desperation where you're constantly reaching and clinging and needing? Is it coming from a place of neediness where you feel that that thing is going to fulfill you? Or is it coming from a place of inspiration where you already have this understanding that you're already whole? And that you're simply adding texture and flavor to the process of life because it's coming from this place of authenticity and creativity and inspiration. So when people finally remove these blockages, and by the way, I am not anywhere near 100% of the way there, I have made a lot of progress and I do notice that I'm a lot more present to the moment than I used to be. And I feel like I'm not chasing the future nearly as much as I used to be. I used to truly believe that whenever I would get X, Y, or Z external result that it would make me happy. And I finally started to actually internalize, not just understand it intellectually, but internalize the fact that no, my life right here, right now is where I'm I'm meant to be. This is the part of the process that I need to embrace and own and be with because this is, I don't, I'm going to look back 10 years from now and probably think to this chapter of my life and think, man, that was a cool time. I was going through these struggles. I was learning these things. 
I was at this stage in my life. Even now, when I look back at my life, even just a few years ago, I'm like, oh, that was kind of a cool chapter. But when I was there, at it was three years ago, I was still thinking, oh, happiness is in the future. Oh, why am I not there yet? And now I'm looking back on it, like almost with a sense of not nostalgia necessarily, but, you know, just kind of with some fondness uh, in my heart on like, oh, that was kind of a cool chapter, a cool phase. So I'm going to look back on this time in my life right now, later on and think the same thing. So I should be enjoying and embracing this process. And that's something that has been flourishing more so within me than it used to. I used to chase a lot and now it's more I'm enjoying it. I'm still thinking about things in the future and what I want to do, but I don't feel like I need it right now. It's just something that that keeps me engaged with life and keeps me kind of focused and keeps me inspired. And and um, it's it's coming from a different place. So that's something to, to remember. A mantra is it's not the thing, it's the place it's coming from. Ask yourself why it is you're doing the things you're doing and what kind of place it's coming from. And that's how you ultimately start to kind of transform your life and do things from a, from a more authentic place rather than from a place where you're being needy and where you're trying to control everything or where you're trying to gain the sense, this false sense of security or status. And so it's, it's important to be aware of, of where it's coming from. Why are you taking the actions you're taking in order to get to where you're trying to go and what is running you subconsciously? What are the beliefs subconsciously that are running you to cause you to take these sorts of actions? And so that's why it really is important to, emphasize again letting go of limiting beliefs letting go of trauma because it all all of this stuff ties in together the internal and the external tie in very closely with one another in, in this sense um another thing that i have also noticed in myself that's related to this is that i have a lot less anxiety around my health so this ties into it as well i know just a few months ago i was talking about how I was having these health issues and it was causing me a lot of anxiety because that is the area of my life that I typically have a hard time letting go of control in. So lately I've noticed a shift to where even with some of the recent health issues that I've had, which are minor, but they're still there. I've just had this, this other mantra that I use that is everything that happens is exactly what is supposed to happen. So everything that happens is exactly what is supposed to happen. Ultimately, all I can control is my reason choice. I can control my actions. And to some degree, I can control my thoughts, depending on how you want to view that. That's another rabbit hole we don't need to go down right now. What I can control is a lot of these external factors. You know, And there are certain things that may happen, even with regards to my health, that are out of my control. And so with this last kind of uh, ch- short chapter where things were uncertain, I actually was at much more ease. Like I just wasn't focusing on it as much. I wasn't I was taking the actions I needed to take to diagnose it and to find a solution, but I wasn't getting caught up emotionally in the fact that my health wasn't in a perfect state. So that's another example of how these kind of things can be internalized. A lot of the stuff that we're talking about, Mike and I have known for like a decent amount of time, but it's internalizing these beliefs, internalizing these insights that really makes the difference and causes you to show up to life in a different way. It causes you to not be bogged down by anxious thoughts and fear and stress. And like I said, it's a process. It's going to take a long time. I just had a pain body attack yesterday related to literally me just thinking about something that someone in my family had said to me like a, a couple of weeks ago. And it just triggered this massive amount of trauma that is still within me. You know, every time I think that, Oh, you know, I've done it. You know, I'm not, I'm doing well because maybe I'll go a period of several weeks or if I'm lucky, even a month plus without any kind of serious, any kind of severe trigger or pain body attack. 
boom, life hits me again. And going back to the beginning of the podcast, life will continue to test you. The universe will continue to test you. So don't think that, oh, maybe in a year from now, I'll be problem free. It's not going to happen. Hopefully, as you go through life, the, the quality of your problems improves. Hopefully, you have better problems to deal with, right? So hopefully, the problems that you're dealing with, and again, there's technically no such thing as a better problem. This is, we're speaking in from a frame of duality here, because all problems are just problems. They are what they are. But hopefully, you're, you're dealing with problems that you go through life that are kind of a sign that you're evolving and growing, right? They're not the kind of problems you're going to experience when you're in a very low state of consciousness where you're, you know, I'm not going to give examples. I think people kind of are picking up on what I'm saying. If you're in a very low state, you're dealing with certain kinds of issues and problems. Maybe you're dealing with like uh, toxic people that are constantly in your life and that you're, that are dragging you down. And that's not to say that you can't still experience that as you level up, but generally speaking, the quality of your relationships will improve and, and maybe the, the types of kinds of conflicts that you'll have are going to be of a little different uh, quality um, than they would be if you were kind of in a really dark place. So it's things like that, that kind of change. You're always going to have problems. They're not going to go away. These are the, these problems are what allows to continue to grow and evolve. It's being aware of is the quality of these problems changing over time, or are you stuck in the same rut where the, you're in facing the same problems year after year, decade after decade, and nothing's changing? Or are the problems you had now much different than the problems you had five or 10 years ago? So that's another thing to be aware of. Yeah, I... I agree with that very much. And it's it's like you don't have problems, just ways you can optimize your life while maintaining a healthy mindset throughout trying to figure them out. You know, it's like what I was saying before, how there's nothing wrong with negative emotions. There's nothing wrong with, you know, so-called problems that enter your life. All that matters is that you have a healthy mindset surrounding it and that you're confident that you can get through it because you've already been through it so many times, right? So I th- that's I think if anyone's going to take anything away from this podcast – it's that, I mean, we've said many times before that negative emotions aren't bad, but I think what I'm really trying to hammer away right now is that your mindset is so important that if, if you have a strong mindset, it doesn't matter what you go through, you will be able to get through it. Right. And it's like, it, it's the same reason why I, you know, I've been allowing myself to indulge, like, you know, like drink alcohol occasionally, even though I can't really because I, I literally have heart problems whenever I drink it. So it's kind of like, I, I don't, I, I, I can't do it. I, I know I championed alcohol, but I didn't really champion alcohol. I championed the, the occasional use of indulgence, mainly just because I, so I've included marijuana back into my life. I used to have a marijuana problem, but I actually have realized that I didn't have a marijuana problem before. I had a mindset problem because now I haven't been included in my life. I'll do it like twice a month or something like that. And, you know, I enjoy the experience of that. I mean, part of part of life is to go through struggles, find yourself, but also to like have enjoyable experiences, which is why like I am confident in my own discipline and my ability to stay healthy and stay aligned that I allowed myself to indulge every now and then, right? Because I know I'm going to come back to homeostasis instantly because because I'm so confident in my own mindset. So I think that is um, another instance of if you have a strong mindset, you can you can get through anything, right? And it actually allows me to enjoy life more because now that I have this healthy mindset and I know that I can you know just have enjoyable experiences. And still come out on the other side and still move towards my purpose. And so it's almost like 
I'm still moving towards my purpose, but I'm enjoying life more in the process because now I have a system and a mindset that can basically get me through anything. So I think that is the most mindset is the most important thing. And if you say that you have a problem, it's because your mindset is the problem. It's not the external thing. It's like as within, so without, right? So if you think you have a problem, it's it's not something else outside that is the problem. It's your mindset that's the problem. That's straight up like internal. Your internal world creates the external world. So if you think it's a problem, then you are the problem. And like I think that that is the main takeaway from this podcast that I'm nothing else. Yeah, I think it really depends on how strong your reality is as a part of it. It's it's the stress. People say I have a stressful job or I have a stressful um, lifestyle. It's not the job itself that's stressful. It's your response to that job. It's how you are reacting to that job. Now, I'm not saying that there you shouldn't feel stress. Like yes, like your your level of consciousness. You aren't the Buddha. You're not. You're not. You are God, but you're not God in the sense of this this human experience that we're having. And so, yeah, you're going to be affected by things. But it's important to realize that that stress is arising from within yourself, from within your field of consciousness, from within your body in response to the external environment. The external environment in and of itself is purely neutral. It just is what it is. So your mindset, and your mindset, again, isn't just your conscious mind, but your subconscious mind is going to be in reaction to these things. But the stronger reality you create for yourself and the more sturdy you become and the more resilient you become and the more confident you become and the more healed and whole you become, the less the external environment is gonna have an effect on you and the more effect you're gonna have on the environment. And so that's something important to understand is that it's not the thing out there. It's within yourself. How can you improve yourself to optimize your reality? Um, So that's definitely important. There were a couple other things I did want to talk about. So another one related to adversities and challenges in life is I have actually started incorporating into my gratitude practice, being grateful for my challenges and adversities. Before I would simply practice gratitude for the good things in my life or what I deem to be positive, you know, blessings in my life, my breath, my standard of living, my income, my family, my friends, etc. I've lately also been adding in gratitude for all of the things in my life that are causing me stress, anxiety, fear, and worry, anger, so forth and so on. And that has created a shift. That's that's been a very powerful addition to my routine that I started doing just about a month ago where I'm like, "God, I am grateful for this thing that is stressing me out. God, I am grateful for this thing that happened today that caused me to get triggered. And so that is reframing those things as things to actually be grateful for. So I'm actually practicing gratitude for the things that people usually want to avoid or run away from. Highly recommend if you have a gratitude practice to try incorporating that because it will create a shift subconsciously and subconsciously. And then the last thing I wanted to discuss before we wrap things up is this mastermind slash men's group that we started where it's Mike, myself, and three of our really good friends. There's five of us in it and we meet monthly. We started doing this in January and usually these kind of groups, either you're joining it into a group of people who you don't really know and it's a large group and you barely have any time to really talk or you're paying to get into a group and there's like monthly dues and whatnot. So we are very lucky and very blessed to have to be able to do this with people we know and are very close to and who are on a similar path. We all 
to some degree or another on a spiritual path, some people more so than others, but we all meditate. We're all into health. We're all very humble. And at the same time, well, I guess it wasn't very humble of me to say that, but you know what I'm saying? We're, we're not just chasing financial success and external, uh, external status. So we're all on kind of on this path of trying to do inner work to change our minds and become better versions of ourselves so that we can be of service to the world in a greater way. And we meet monthly and just to kind of go over it high level is we all take turns going over different things in our lives, how the past month went, what our priorities and goals are for the coming month. And we hold each other accountable to different changes we say we're going to make and things that we're going to do. And we also provide emotional support. If someone is going through a rough time, we kind of give them our perspective on it and everyone gets a chance to speak and everyone gives, has a chance to give and receive feedback to everyone in the group. The total meeting time for five people is about two hours. So we really do go in depth. We really give everyone a lot of time to speak. And so I recommend for anyone listening, if you do have a group of friends who you're close with, who are kind of on this path, try to start something up similar, you know, try to start uh, create a container for yourselves where you can hold each other accountable, where you can give each other emotional support. And I, you know, this we've only done twice so far, but I really do believe that this is going to be one more thing that really propels all of us as a collective to becoming better versions of ourselves. So the last thing I want to say before we wrap things up is that just because you watch this podcast or listen to this podcast doesn't mean that you're going to find all the answers. The whole point is that it takes time for these things to internalize and it takes time for you to unlearn things that you have learned that are not conducive to the success that you want in your life. So listen to this podcast, but also understand that it's going to take a long time, that it's all part of the journey and that you need to take action in order to ingrain things into your subconscious mind, the skills that you need in order to do well in your own life, that is very specific to you. Wonderfully said. And instead of ending on a quote today, I'm going to end on a book recommendation. The book recommendation is Letting Go, The Pathway to Surrender by David Hawkins. This book essentially is kind of the framework that was used in the mentoring program that I was in. It, the person who created that program was highly inspired by this book. Letting Go by David Hawkins has to do with how to let go and release trauma, subconscious limiting beliefs, a lot of the stuff we're talking about. I know if you're not very aware or in tune and knowledgeable with this kind of stuff, it can seem very out there and not very concrete. Read the book. It'll explain it much better than I can. Highly recommend it. Much love. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you again and see you all soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Chasing Presence podcast. If you enjoyed it, please spread the word by telling your family and friends and by sharing it on social media. You can also show us your support by leaving a review. Also, if you'd like to get in touch with us, our contact information is in the show notes. Please send us a message as we'd love to hear from you and get your feedback. As always, thanks again for listening. Stay present and have a great day.